0: had a lot of people ask me if they could share uh, last Sunday's lesson, and you're always welcome to uh, share that SoundCloud, and uh, so just feel free to send that on, and uh, you're welcome to do that. Last, uh, last week we were talking about prayer requests, and, and you know, sometimes God heals people on the spot then sometimes God heals them in heaven and gives them that complete, ultimate healing. And you know it's up to a sovereign God how He does that. I was thinking about Diane Wise will have her service today and such a precious lady, uh, so faithful in so many ways. And God just saw fit to bring her on to glory and to heal her completely. So anyway, we just don't know how uh, God's going to work. Well, the title of the lesson today is The Blessing of the Lord. Uh, The Blessing of the Lord. There was a guy years ago. His name was Lawrence Peter Barra. Anyone know who that was? Yogi, Yogi, right. Yogi Barra. He uh, was one of the greatest catchers of all time, elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1972, 15-time All-Star, MVP three times. He played in 14 World Series. Uh, Amazing, amazing guy. But here's what you might not know about Yogi Berra. He joined the Navy at 18 and was on Omaha Beach in the Normandy invasion in World War II. So a remarkable patriot as well as a pretty good baseball player. But he is known not as much for his baseball, not as much for his military career. He's known for something called Yogiisms. These little sayings that he would come up, you know, with just weird, quirky things that he would say. Uh, I remember hearing one, he said, you know, down there at the barber shop, they take cash. And that's the same as money. <laughs> you know, stuff that just didn't make sense. Let let me give you three or four. All right. It ain't over till it's over. That's one of his. I really didn't say everything I said. Number three: never answer an anonymous letter. I like that one. Here's one of my favorites. I usually take a two-hour nap between one and four. I, I can do math better than that. But when I started working on the Bible study in Psalm one, this is the yogiism that came to mind. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. Take it. Well you gotta go one way or the other, don't you? Psalm chapter 1 is a fork in the road. Psalm chapter 1 shows us the blessed man and the wicked man. The book of Psalms is both a praise book and a prayer book. Now think about those two things. You know, when you and I praise or pray, they go hand in hand. If you can get before the throne of the God of the universe and pray without praise, now, there's something wrong with you. Because you and I get on shouting ground when we get before God and pray. God is so good to answer our prayers. Someone said that the book of Psalms was the first Hebrew hymnal. I mean, they, they would sing these wonderful psalms in uh, Matthew Henry. And I gave you a copy of Matthew Henry commentary there on your notes. Uh, It's the concise uh, Matthew Henry commentary on Psalm 1. I, I read probably five different commentaries. That one dates back to the 1700s. There ain't nothing better. And it is a wonderful commentary on Psalm 1. But let me just read a portion of that Matthew-Henry commentary. In the language of this divine book, the prayers and praises of the church have been offered up to the throne of grace from age to age. And I love that quote because there is a history, there is a legacy that's been passed down and handed down from generation to generation. Let me give you my personal but quite accurate opinion on something, alright? Songs that stand the test of time. My grandmother sang, my mother sang, I'll sing, my daughter will sing, and the next generation will sing. I love songs and hymns that stand the test of time. I remember when I was in high school, we had the 1972 Baptist Hymnal. There were a couple of songs in there that, that were uh, for that generation. There was one that was called, God of Outer Space. You know, we don't sing that one anymore. <laughs> There's a good reason why. But, but there was another guy, he and his wife came up with a, a little ditty, a little song that made the 1972 Baptist hymnal the first time it was ever in a hymnal, and it was a hymn, Because He Lives. You know, we still sing that one. Songs that stand the test of time. These books in the book of Psalms, they have stood the test of time, haven't they? How many times have you reached out and grabbed the 23rd Psalm? How many times have you been discouraged and didn't know where to look, but you found Psalm 121? I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. How many times have you looked at Psalm 51 after you had sinned the great sin? Or Psalm 32? On and on, we can look through these 150 psalms and find great encouragement. I I know at times, you and I don't have the right words to to say, and sometimes we don't have the right prayers to pray. I encourage you to pray the psalms. You know, you can say these back to the Lord. I was uh, thinking about someone that couldn't speak very well, but he could sing. He was an old country and western singer. Mel Tillis. Mel Tillis told the story that one time someone was breaking into his house. (laughs) And he called 911. And he got to stuttering, and he couldn't couldn't tell nine one one that someone was breaking in. So he knew he could sing it, so he started saying, There's somebody breaking into my house. <laughs> sometimes you're tongue-tied. Sometimes you stutter. Sometimes you need an errand like Moses need a spokesman. But I'm telling you that the word of God is there for you. Pray the songs. They are wonderful, just petitions before the throne of grace. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, talked about you and I having the law of God before our face. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Now the Bible says there we are to meditate. That word meditate means to chew on. means to have something that that you're chewing and then you swallow and you digest it. Psalm chapter 1 says that we are to meditate there in verse number 2. Meditate on the law. Now, Psalm chapter 1 presents two ways. It's a fork in the road. There's a choice to be made. It's amazing as I look at the Word of God how many times we are presented with only two choices. Have you ever been to Baskin Robbins? That's about 30 choices, too many. I get in there and I always get in there behind a child, bless their dear hearts. They don't know what they want. Have you seen these new machines and these restaurants, some of the fast food places where you walk up there and they got all these choices? You know, you push the button, and you know, here comes all the caffeine-free, and here comes all... I mean, how many ways can you do Coca-Cola? I mean, there's vanilla, there's cherry, there's caffeine-free. And you know, you get behind some kids, and even some adults, they don't know what they want. I want to walk up there and say, let me push a button for you. <laughs> Two choices. Israel in the wilderness or the promised land. Jesus with a narrow way and a broad gate. First Adam and the second Adam. Cain and Abel. Ishmael and Isaac. Esau and Jacob. Christ and the Antichrist. On and on through the Word of God, you find two choices. And here in Psalm chapter 1, there is the wicked man, the blessed man, a fork in the road. Well, we need to choose the blessed way. We need to make the right choices in life. Now I want to tell you, if you made a wrong choice in life, I've got good news for you. You can make another choice. You can clean that up. But I'm, I want you to be thrilled with the Word of God today. Let me just read Psalm chapter 1. And you look there in your Bible. Verses 1 through 6, Psalm chapter 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever He does, He prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous." For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Psalm chapter 1, I believe, is really an introduction and also a commentary on the whole book of Psalms. It's a contrast between the godly and the ungodly. And So today, as we look at this fork in the road, we're going to look at three different kinds of people. Alright, number one. There is the person who receives a blessing from God. That's verses 1 and 2. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I want to be this guy. I want to be the one that's blessed by the Lord. old Baptist preacher used to say, God bless the socks off me. I want to be blessed like that. God's covenant with Israel made it clear that He would bless obedience and He would curse disobedience. Verse number 1, you find this word blessed. Uh, That word means, Oh, how very happy. Have you ever heard that song, Oh, Happy Day? Yeah, when you start singing that, Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Boy, then you start rocking up. Then your feet start moving with you. Your body starts to sway. Man, listen. When you get saved, you become a blessed person. God's covenant is through the blood and the person of Jesus Christ. You know, if if you are a blessed person, you're a happy, content, fulfilled person. Now, there are some requirements though for receiving the blessing of the Lord. And uh, number one, you must be directed by the Word of God. Directed by by the Word. Um, I had a little car issue and and uh, my car died on me and... and uh, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know, you want to take a gun out and shoot your car. And so, uh, <clears throat> I saw in the big ballet the other day that Nick had to shoot his horse. I was ready to shoot a car, but anyway, so, you know, I got a, got a different car, and, and so uh, uh, driving this different car, and you know, between the old car, which I really loved, and the different car that I have now, I... Uh, i got to get used to this technology. And I'm, I'm not really into all this technology stuff, you know? <clears throat> Set the cruise on the car, and, and it knows that a car's up there in front of me, and it starts braking, and I'm going, you know, I, I don't like to be out of control like this. <laughs> I don't like something directing me. I know those that have known me a long time know that you know, I just handle direction wonderfully. I, I really do. I, that, that, that's a lie. That's not true. <laughs> but you and I, in verse number 1, it says that we need to be directed by the Word of God. Now, uh, Look at this verse number 1 again. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Let me stop there and tell you, a blessed man... Doesn't get his wisdom from the wicked. You find you a good, godly person to get wisdom from. It goes on to say, nor stand in the path of sinners, and then you don't sit in the seat of scoffers. Now, I want you to look at three words there. Now stay with me on this. Walk, stand, Set. let me tell you what happens to people. They walk through a place they got no business walking through. And then the next time, they stand and pull up a bench, pull up a chair. They stand there. And then the third time, they're sitting in the middle of it. See that progression here? We don't walk with the counsel of the ungodly. We don't stand in the path of sinners. We don't sit in the middle of scoffers. I have found it time and time again in my life and ministry, that is the way that it goes. It's not how close you can get to the cliff without going over, it's how far back from the cliff you can stand without even getting close. That's what you need to be concerned about. When Jesus was arrested, Simon Peter, he denied the Lord three times. And here's how he did it. First of all, Simon Peter said, I don't know it. Then Simon Peter put up his hand and took an oath. And then the third time he was using profanity. I want to tell you, sin happens in progression. We should not stand, set. we should not be anywhere close to the ungodly. Our direction needs to come from the Word of God. But also, we need to be delighted with the Word of God. Look at verse number 2. Look at this word, delight. But His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in His law, He meditates day and night. Delighted with the Word of God. That phrase, delight, means that you have joy in reading the Word. And then you find the word meditate there. Again, that word meditate means means to chew on. My wife, uh, Pam, was hiding something in the house. Maybe this happens to you, but um, Pam was hiding some little bitty Almond Joy candy bars. She brought one out, and I said, Where'd that come from? Well, they were hidden over here. And so she brought them out. Then about nine o'clock last night I thought, mmm, yeah, I'd like to have an almond joy. So I had one of those little bitty almond joys. You know, it's about that big, it's probably 500 calories, but anyway, I was eating that. Well, that coconut's really chewy. And you know, you chew it and you chew it and you chew it and you chew it. Word of God, I'll be like that in your life that you meditate on you You chew on it. Jews um, and Hebrews and Jews have a way of doing that. Have you ever seen the picture of those at the Western Wall, those at the Wailing Wall? They have a prayer book and, and they're reading and praying and they're doing this rocking back and forth while they're reading and praying. And the reason why is because they want to be just focused. Their eyes just focused on the Word of God. You and I, if we're going to be blessed, the person who receives a blessing must be directed by the Word of God and you've got to be delighted with the Word of God. Alright, let's move on, alright? Number two. Secondly in this song, look at the person who is a blessing. Now I want to tell you, God, God did something in my life. God showed me something here. I, uh, I walked into Natalie's office on Tuesday and I ripped up all the Bible study notes I had done on Monday because it just didn't work. And the reason why is because verse number three. Verse number three talks about the person who is a blessing. Uh, Let me just read this again, all right? Verse three. It says, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Ah, he prospers. God blesses us so that we might be a blessing to others. Let me say that again. God blesses us so that we might be a blessing to others. If God gives me insight into the Word of God, I'm to share that with others. If God gives me a blessing, I'm to share that blessing with others. Verse number 3 says, this person is blessed and they are a blessing. In the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 35. It says this. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I uh, I love the Andy Griffith show and I watch Andy Griffith all the time and probably nobody on church staff watches and more than me, except Steve Phillips, he can quoted left and right. But I remember one time Opie had some chores to do, and you know he was doing these chores, and, and he said to him, Now, son, doesn't it make you feel good when you help out somebody? Doesn't it make you feel good when you do something for somebody else? Opie said, Yeah, good and tired, Pop, good and tired. <laughs> we're to be a blessing. Listen, there are certain people I get around, their life is just so flavorful. I mean, they're, they're just a blessing. I want to be around them. I, I want to be in their presence because they bless me. You and I, according to verse number 3, can be that kind of person. You find here in verse 3 the word tree. They're like a tree firmly planted. You and I, if we are that kind of person that's a blessing, we have deep, deep roots. The tree is a frequent image in Scripture. It symbolizes both a kingdom and an individual. The power of a tree is in its root, in the root system. Then also in verse number 3, you find this uh, phrase that uh, they are watered. They are put by streams of water. In other words, God just has the streams of blessing flowing by their life. Remember the old hymn, count your many blessings, name them one by one. I was in a church conference one time it's a big meeting with preachers Not. I remember the, the minister of music, he had us all standing and singing that hymn, Count Your Many Blessings. And he said, stop! He said, I want you to reach into your pocket and get your car keys. So we all reached into our pocket and got our car keys out. And he said, I want you to shake that. And So we're singing, count your many blessings while we're all sitting here shaking our keys. And then he said this. He said, "I want you to look at that key ring." And he said, "You try to tell me you're not blessed." He said, "You got a key to a car, you got a key to a house or an apartment, you got a key maybe to the job where you work. Tell me you're not blessed. Is that not true? We are a blessed people. We have streams. Man, listen, we don't have a trickle. God has streams of water." Streams of blessing flowing by our life. Alright, Psalm, I got this down. Psalm 63, verse 1. Just a real neat verse. Psalm, Psalm 63, 1 says this: O God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry. And weary land where there is no water. We are living in a dry and weary land. No doubt about it. But the people of God can have the streams of God from the throne of God. People just ask for it. Well, also we find in verse number 3. Verse 3 says, "...which yields its fruit..." In its season, the believer, like a tree, is to bear some fruit. The only miracle Jesus ever did that was a un, I would use the word unflattering, unhealthy miracle—was when he cursed the fig tree. Remember that? Comes by the tree, there's no fruit on the tree. He cursed that tree. You and I are to bear fruit. The Bible says, Yields its fruit in its season. Notice the word season there. There is a season of life where you need to show up. God has divine appointments for us. And when the season comes, the fruit better be there. I told somebody one time facing surgery, I said, you know, you go into the hospital, somebody find, somebody. You know, will reach out in prayer, they'll find a stranger. Somebody else will reach out in prayer and they'll find a friend. Isn't that right? I pray with people all the time that go through surgery and they're in the hospital. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference when you can say, what a friend we have in Jesus. Others have a stranger up there that they're trying to talk to. You and I are to bear the fruit of sharing our witness. The fruit of godly character. The fruit of giving our offering and tithe. The fruit of service to others. The fruit of praise to the Lord. We are to be fruit bearers. Warren Wiersbe has the best comment on this. Now, Dr. Wiersbe says, we must remember that the tree doesn't eat the fruit. Others eat it. Isn't that right? We're not to eat the fruit of our own life. We're to share that fruit and give it to somebody else. And so the person who is a blessing, each believer, each person, is to be a blessing to others. I am to make people... Thirsty, hungry for God. Alright, we're gonna move on. Hit the last thing. This is third and last, and this is verses four through six. Here's the fork in the road. Alright, the fork in the road happens right here. Because number three, we see the person who needs a blessing. Person who needs one. Verses four through six, I'll just read those. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Real quick, let's look at this. The godly person is described like a tree planted. But how is a wicked person described? Chaff. They're like chaff. In other words, the wicked are like chaff in that chaff is absolutely worth nothing. Let me tell you three things about chaff. Number one, it has no root. It's on the top of the ground. Number two, it's blown about. Blown everywhere. And number three, it's destined for the fire. Think about those three things about chaff. Rootless, has no stability. Blown about, man, it's over here and over there. I know people like that. Man, you ask them something, they're all over the place. I'm glad that the people of God can have stability in the Word of God. Then they're also destined for the fire. You take chaff and you bundle it up and you burn it in the fire. Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. If you've got your Bible, look at that. I'll, I'll read it. Matthew 7 and verse 23. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 7, look at verse 23. Here's the end result of the person who's like Chad. Matthew 7, verse 23, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from Me, you who practice lawlessness. If you would look in your Bible right after that, in my Bible it says, The Two Foundations. Man, you can stand on the rock or you can stand on the sand. Let me close by really giving you a challenge. A challenge you to be that blessed person mentioned here in Psalm 1. I challenge you to meditate on the Word of God. And let me challenge you with the words of this old Gospel hymn, Rescue the Perishing... Care for the dying. Snatch them in pity from sin in the grave. Weep or the erring one. Lift up the fallen. And then here's the last part of that. Tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. Let's bow together for prayer. Oh Father, I thank You for this wonderful psalm. Lord, how rich and how wonderful God is Your Word. Father, today I've simply scratched the surface. God, help us to go home and meditate on Your Word. God, I pray for myself. I pray for our class. Lord, make us a blessing to someone this week. Father, give us an open door, a divine appointment to share and just to to be a blessing. Lord, I pray that God in a dry and weary land Lord, that Your people can make a difference. God, send the streams of water a blessing that we need. And Father, I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.